Good afternoon, everyone. It seems that Aaron Rodgers' tenure with the New York Jets is going to be a very short one. It seems he suffered a season-ending Achilles injury, barely a few minutes into the game against the Bills. But the Jets were able to come back and beat them. We will have the sad and latest details. In the other headlines on the update this Tuesday, the Bells, of course, they told at Ground Zero and solemn tributes unfolded across this country as Americans looked back on the horror and the legacy of 9-11. But one company seemed to profit off of the pain of others. DraftKings has apologized after using the terror attacks to entice people to bet on baseball and football games. The Boston-based company offered users a 9-11-themed promotion that was titled Never Forget. A judge has ruled that a commission that was created last year to enforce the ethics rules for the state of New York's employees and elected officials is unconstitutional because it is too independent. And one tortilla chip maker's decision to pull their extremely spicy product, sold, of course, as the One Chip Challenge from store shelves following the death of a teen in Massachusetts, is renewing attention on the popularity and also the risks of similar dares that have been marketed by brands and spread widely worldwide. This is the update. Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage in New York City, the greatest city in the world. This is the update with Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Tuesday. A Tuesday, of course, that uh, has a remarkable weather difference as you feel that breeze. <laughs> I don't have to tell you about the storms from yesterday. They were wicked and they were wild. Sound like just sounded like one of those dudes on the West Coast, like Cowabunga dude. <laughs> that is probably the worst somebody, and I apologize. But yes, the weather continues to uh, keep changing. Uh, there's going to be a chance of more storms tomorrow, uh, but thankfully, after tomorrow, that should be the last of it. For quite a while and dare I say it actually will start to feel like fall. <laughs> you do have to feel sorry though for Jets fans. Uh, <laughs> you know I joke with my older brother a lot of the time about how the New York Jets seem to be cursed. I mean if you're a fan you know that they have not won a Super Bowl since 1969. And just when things seem to be going well for them or there's 
high hopes. It seems like reality or some other higher power just sticks out a middle finger to them and is just like, fuck you. <laughs> because as soon as I saw it happen on ABC, because they, uh, they were simultaneously carrying the broadcast of ESPN Monday Night Football, as soon as I saw Aaron Rodgers hit the ground, my first thought was that, okay, he's, he's done. Okay, that wasn't exactly my first thought. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, he has some, type of sim he has some sort of injury that will cause him to be done for the year. And uh, now we've just found out exactly what it is. Uh, we'll talk about Mr. Rogers a little later on in the program, of course. Uh, in the meantime, right now, though, uh, I'm Brandon Julian, of course. Uh, we appreciate you, though, still so much for being here, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to us. And if you're a Jets fan, it's okay to let out uh, to let out a cry. It's perfectly okay. There may be no crying in baseball, but there certainly can be crying in football. There is still, of course, lots of other news to catch you up on. We're going to begin this Tuesday with the events of yesterday, of course, in Lower Manhattan, at the Staten Island Memorial, and other various places, of course, across this country. The bells they did toll at Ground Zero, and the solemn tributes unfolded across the country, as Americans looked back on the horror and the legacy, of course, of 9-11. People gathered yesterday at the memorials, the firehouses, city halls, campuses, and elsewhere to observe the 22nd anniversary, of course, of the deadliest terror attack on American soil. Nearly 3,000 people were killed, of course, when hijacked planes crashed into the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and in a rural field in Pennsylvania. Vice President Harris joined the ceremony at the Trade Center. Uh, President Biden spoke to service members and their families at a ceremony on a military base up north in Anchorage, Alaska. He, of course, the president, was returning from the G20 summit. While that was going on, if you saw it, it was briefly, it was a blink and you'll miss it thing. It seems like there are still companies out there that are willing to profit off of other people's pain. In Atlantic City, down the Jersey Shore, you may know DraftKings, a sports betting company. They've apologized after using 9-11 and the terror attacks to entice people to bet on the local sports teams' teams games that were going to be happening later on that night. The company offered uh, users a 9-11-themed promotion that it entitled Never Forget. It required that the Yankees, Mets, and the Jets both win their, their games yesterday. Of course, yesterday, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. The tragedy, of course, has killed nearly 3,000 people. An outcry on social media from people offended by that promotion had followed. DraftKings, they later took it down, and they did apologize. As we all know, 9-11, it tends to bring out the politicians on both parties, no matter what your politics are. 
Vice President Harris, uh, presidential candidate and the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and former Mayor Rudy Giuliani gathered New York politicians and mourners at the 9-11 memorial ceremony at Ground Zero. Uh, the bipartisan group of politicians was not scheduled to speak at this ceremony. Uh, it, of course, was instead focused on the hours-long reading, of course, of all 3,000, nearly 3,000 names of the dead. Now, on to some of the other news of this Tuesday. And a judge has now ruled, as we go up to the state capitol in Albany, a judge has now ruled that a commission that was created last year to enforce the ethics rules for the state of New York's employees and elected officials is unconstitutional because it is too independent. The ruling yesterday came in a lawsuit filed by the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo, of course, has been fighting an attempt by the Commission on Ethics and Lobbying in Government to force him to forfeit about $5 million that he got for writing a book about his administration's efforts during COVID. State Supreme Court Justice Thomas Marcel ruled that the Commission's independence makes it a problem under the current state's constitution. Meanwhile, we're going to go back down the Jersey Shore and go over to Point Pleasant Beach, where as this country continues to race to build offshore wind power projects that will transform the coastlines from Maine to the shores of South Carolina, much still remains unknown about how these facilities coast who depend on the sea for their livelihoods. The existing studies on the impact of offshore wind farms elsewhere can appear contradictory. She says that there is enough research to prove it can be done safely. The government and the fishing industry agree that more, more research still needs to be done. Jim Hutchinson, the editor of the Fisherman magazine in New Jersey, says that the prevailing attitude appears to be, quote, uh, build it and uh, we'll figure it out. In other news, JetBlue Airways is now making another move to save its proposed purchase of Spirit Airlines. JetBlue said yesterday it reached a deal to turn over Spirit's gates at the airports in Boston and Newark, New Jersey, to low-cost carrier Allegiant. JetBlue CEO Robin Hayes says that the deal is aimed at removing any doubt of JetBlue's commitment to promoting competition. And that is actually key, because the Justice Department is suing to block JetBlue's proposed nearly $4 billion purchase of Spirit. The Justice Department, they say a merger would hurt customers, consumers I should say, and drive up the prices by eliminating Spirit, the nation's biggest discount airline. A trial is scheduled to start next month over in Boston. And finally, we're going to go back up north to Utica, because we were telling you about this yesterday. Uh, police uh, say that a 16-year-old was arrested for shooting a school security guard who was breaking up a fight outside of a football game, a high school football game. The security guard was shot in the back of the head on Saturday afternoon outside of Proctor High School in Utica. 
He was hospitalized in critical but stable condition and is expected to make a full recovery. A game with Bennington High School was in its final moments when the fight broke out in the parking lot outside of the stadium. The teen suspect was arrested on Sunday on second-degree attempted murder and also other charges. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Tuesday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports, and I know it's the news that Jets fans do not want to hear, but we do have to talk about it anyway. Added Rogers, his season is probably just about over. We're probably going to tell you tomorrow what the results of the MRI was, but the uh, what happened on the field was not good. Uh, his whole Jets season has lasted all of about a couple of minutes, but the Jets somehow they rallied to uh, beat the Bills in the season opener in overtime. Love details. Fonta's new Halloween flavors leaving tongues blacked and the fans spooked. Call it a trick and a treat. And then we're going to talk together, of course, um, uh, the latest uh, national news. You know, we've all heard about the hot chip uh, challenge or the one chip challenge. But uh, now, of course, people are wondering, you know, is it going, is it just going way too far? Um, Of course, that's the question. How much are people willing to go, you know, for the fame and the glory? We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, uh, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, if I were to do something, if I would accidentally combine something, uh, most people would consider it a mistake. But other people actually do these things on purpose. You know what that's called? Criminal intent. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. That is so cool. Wow. Is wonder in you? The goal is to remind people, even if it's just for a second, how they saw the world before it became ordinary. It's wonder that inspires magician Nate Staniforth. I'm using magic to give people that sense of wonder. Whoa, dude. Whoa. You can find wonder everywhere. Wonder, it's in me. Wonder is in me. And wonder is in you. Now, pass it on from PassItOn.com. Confidence. Let's pass it on. There's always going to be someone prettier than you, smarter than you, always. The goal is to find something that'll make you happy. Superstar singer Grace Vanderwall knows that confidence is in you. Finding what makes you happy starts with you. You be you and pass it on from passiton.com. From New York, the V stands for value. This is the update with Brandon Julia, available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E-line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26 at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S-79 select bus service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. 
The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So I'm not sure if you could tell, but the weather forecast called for rain up in Boston. The same type of thunderstorms that we went through yesterday afternoon. The only thing is that it kept raining and raining and raining. And basically, Fenway Park looked like a water slide at uh, one point. And <laughs> this is basically just the long-winded version of telling you that the game got rained out up in Boston. It'll be made up as part of a day-night doubleheader today. The tarp was never removed from the field while steady rain fell in the Boston area. About an hour after the scheduled first pitch, the team announced that the game uh, would be postponed. Uh, the Red Sox will start uh, Nick Pavetta in the one thirty game today. Uh, he will face Randy Vasquez. Cutter Crawford will start in the night game for Boston against the Yankees as Carlos Rodon. Uh, meanwhile, Mets and the Diamondbacks are playing out at City Field. D-backs are clinging barely to that third wild card spot. They got a bunch of teams uh, behind them, including the Miami Marlins, who were just a half game behind them. Uh, Tommy Pham hit, uh, by the way, I should preemphasize this by saying that Tommy Pham was a Met for the first four months of the season before he got traded. So uh, the former Met Tommy Pham, he had a tying home run in the eighth inning to finish a triple short of the cycle in his return to Queens. Gato Marte had a go-ahead double in the ninth, and the D-backs rallied to beat the Mets 4-3 to for their fourth win in just the last 20 games against New York. Uh, Pham doubled to start a two-run fourth inning against Jose Quintana and then singled in the fifth. And then he greeted Trevor Gott by driving a slider uh, to the opposite field in right center for his 16th home run of the year, his sixth with Arizona. And now, of course, this is basically the moment that we cannot avoid any longer... You know, interestingly enough, as I was preparing this story, because we usually prep this show about 1.30 or so in the afternoon. So uh, I was looking up the stats of how long Aaron Rodgers' time as a Jet was on the field. I had rumored it to be about, uh, about three minutes or so. But thanks to the good old statisticians at ESPN, thank you, Turns out, uh, Aaron Rodgers' 2023 with the Jets lasted all of 75 seconds. As yes, he's uh, torn his left Achilles tendon. At least that's what the tests say, but, you know, we got to wait to find out for sure. Coach Robert Sala confirmed the injury after the Jets' uh, overtime win uh, over the Bills and said that the 39-year-old quarterback will have an MRI. We'll find out the results later on, and we'll report them on tomorrow's program. Uh, Rodgers was hurt when he was sacked by the Bills' Leonard Floyd. The Jets acquired the four-time MVP at a trade from the Packers that sent fans' expectations sky-high, of course. Now they're going to face an unsettled season with Zach Wilson, the backup, who's going to be taken over. 
But like I said, there was something good to come out of all this. Uh, the Jets rallied behind the defense and beat the Bills 22-16 in overtime to win their opener when rookie Xavier Gibson returned to punt 65 yards for the winning score. The Jets' aggressive defense forced four, turn, four turnovers by Josh Allen, including three interceptions by Jordan Whitehead in a wild and often ugly season opener. While the Jets concluded their night with Coach Robert Sala joining a solitary mob in the end zone, the injury to Rodgers, of course, has cast a pall over their season. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Tuesday, <laughs> Fanta, their creepy new Halloween flavor, is leaving tongues black and fans spooked. You could honestly call it a trick and a treat all in one. And then we're going to talk together, of course, uh, the latest national news. U.S. regulators, they've approved the updated COVID vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, shots aimed at revving up protection as this fall and winter comes ahead. Going to talk about this and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. <laughs> well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And on the select periods, too. Uh, my producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this soundbite declaring that we're having a big party. <laughs> so every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. <laughs> now, the update of Brain and Joy, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. From New York, only a rental and only $5 a day. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. You know, every day, folks, in this studio, while I give the news to you, I ponder sometimes the questions of the universe that many people wonder and want answers to. Like, for example, why can't I wear white after Labor Day? I bet you never thought of that one, huh? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the Update Brandon Julian on a Tuesday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. We are rounding shape into fall. <laughs> it's not this Saturday coming, and I believe it's the next Saturday, following Saturday. Uh, which makes this story I'm about to talk about actually very appropriate for, you know, the season that we are about to embark on. You know, I'm not sure if you know this from all the time that we spent on this program, but uh, my wife really loves Halloween. It's her favorite holiday of the year. And as I've said before, it has nothing to do with the fact that the women can dress up in those sexy costumes, even though they totally do, though. You know, if you hear our soundbite often, it's like, I'm a witch, if she was a hooker. I'm Little Miss Muppet. I am sure you are. That was almost dirty, sir. But as I have grown to know with my wife, Halloween really is an amazing holiday. You get to dress as a superhero, you bang on your neighbor's door, and they personally give you candy. I tried that a couple of days ago, and my neighbors want me arrested for some reason. Probably because I make a really good Ken doll. (laughs) You know, on Halloween, people say trick or treat. Well, this has to do with a trick and a treat. Fanta, the soda company, of course, they're going to be meddling in the dark arts this Halloween. Horrifying thirsty hellraisers with a creepy new mystery soda flavor. Ones that are going to turn your tongue black. The brand's website tease, quote, We've got a spooky new mystery flavor that's hauntingly delicious. But be warned, your taste buds are in for a fright. So sip if you dare. Look in the mirror if you're in for a scary surprise. The tonsil-transforming drink, an ebony-hued, zero-sugar quencher that comes in a 20-ounce bottle, decked out in creepy graphics such as a hulking spider and a flying bat, 
is the newest novelty to debut in the cult soda brands' uh, WTF, that's What the Fanta campaign. Launched by their parent company, Coca-Cola, last year, the initiative it offers limited edition mystery flavors meant to, quote, fool senses and challenge the taste buds. Fans are invited to figure out the flavor of the frightful drink and share their best guesses on social media under the hashtag WhatTheFanta. Uh, on TikTok, this stamp has amused over 102 million views. There, clips of folks trying to crack the flavor code and watch their tongues go from pink to black are going viral. Daredevils with a thirst for excitement have also too taken to X, formerly known as Twitter, in an attempt to solve the tasty brain teaser. And one guess is becoming very popular. You get it? It's supposed to be bit. Anyway, I said Halloween, what the Fanta? Not sure of the flavor, definitely a berry of some sort. Another said, total blackberry vibes. Yum. Another enthused, I got the Fanta. Hashtag what the Fanta. It is black soda and it stained my tablecloth a bit, but it's good. It's like a grape slash berry flavored. Uh, Fontas' dark delight is just one way the food and drink brands are seeking to cash in on the spooky season. Uh, McDonald's' iconic bucket is becoming now a seasonal favorite. Uh, while Burger King, they got a famed ghost pepper whopper, and it scared up plenty of business last year. So we have to just wait and see what this year will entail. One thing you do not have to wait for too much longer <laughs> is national news, because that is next for us around here, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. I don't know, folks, if you've had this same thought as me, if you've ever graduated high school. But have you ever scrolled on your social media and you see the announcements of the people that you went to school with and you hear those pregnancy announcements and you look at them, the person, and you're like, they got pregnant? Like, no. <laughs> this, is, this isn't right. I can't possibly be. And that's not to be mean in any sense of the word, but really, there are people you come across, you just look at them, and you're like, how? How could that possibly have happened to them? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he's talking like this. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. 
but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. From New York, a magical place not found on any map. This is The Update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to The Update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for us with us. Uh, let us talk together right now, of course, actually, the, uh, the latest national news. And we're going to begin, of course, in Washington, where the Biden administration, they have cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran, issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money in South Korea without fear of U.S. sanctions. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed off on the move last week, but Congress was not notified of this decision until yesterday, according to the notification, which was obtained by the Associated Press. The waiver means that European, Middle Eastern, and Asian banks will not run afoul of U.S. sanctions in converting the frozen money in South Korea and transferring it to Qatar's central bank, where it will be held for Iran to use for the purchase of humanitarian goods. In other news, U.S. regulators, they have approved updated COVID vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, uh, shots aimed at revving up protection this fall and winter. The FDA's decision yesterday is part of a shift to treat fall COVID vaccine updates, much like getting a yearly flu shot. The CDC must sign off on this, though. Its advisors are going to be meeting today to recommend how to best use this round of vaccinations. The shots could begin later this week. Both the COVID and flu shot can be given at the same time. The lawyers for the former president have now acted as a federal judge presiding over his election subversion case in Washington to recuse herself. They say her past public statements about the former president and his connection to the insurrection at the Capitol call into question whether she can actually be fair. The recusal motion yesterday from Trump's lawyers takes aim at U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkan, a former assistant public defender who was nominated to the bench by President Obama. She has stood out as one of the toughest punishers of January 6th defendants. And uh, here's a question for you. We all know spicy food challenges if you see them on social media. But have they now gone too extreme? A tortilla chip maker's decision to pull its extremely spicy product, sold, of course, as a one-chip challenge from store shelves following the death of a teen in Massachusetts, it's renewed attention on the popularity and the risks of similar dares marketed by brands and spread widely online. Spicy food challenges have been around, of course, for many years. From local chili pepper eating contests to restaurant walls of fame for those who finished extra hot dishes, 
People around the world have been daring each other to eat especially fiery foods. But extremely spicy products created and marketed solely for the challenges and the possible internet fame is a more recent phenomenon, and teens are particularly exposed to them because of social media. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update Brandy Julian returns in just 60 seconds. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself. And me never just wanted to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike? And you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves. And all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, we are talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And uh, we're going to head over just across town to the United Nations, where more than a hundred ambassadors, journalists, and representatives of a broad spectrum of society watched a U.N. screening of the award-winning documentary 20 Days in Mariupol, which follows a trio of Associated Press journalists during Russia's relentless siege on the Ukrainian port city in the early days of the war. U.K. Ambassador Barbara Woodward, who co-hosted the screening, said that this film is important because, quote, Russia's invasion of Ukraine threatens what the U.N. stands for an international order where the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all countries is fundamental. Uh, the screening last night comes a week before world leaders arrive for their annual meeting at the UN General Assembly, where the 18-month war in Ukraine is expected to be in the spotlight. Uh, in other news, we're going to go over to Las Vegas, because uh, casino and hotel giant MGM Resorts International, they say that a cybersecurity issue led to the shutdown of computer systems at its properties across this country. A statement yesterday from the Vegas-based company said that the incident it began yesterday, on Sunday actually, and the extent of its effect on reservation systems and casino floors was not immediately known. Uh, it said to protect, it's at efforts, I should say, to protect data, included shutting down certain systems. A post on the company's BetMGM Nevada website also acknowledged that some customers weren't able to log on. Uh, the FBI, those good fancy folks, uh, they say, of course, that they are aware of this incident. Mm-hmm. 
And I, uh, I guess, because for some reason, my other stories did not load, did not load, for some reason, I guess we are going to end it here. So presumptively, or preemptively, I should say, I'll let you guys ponder on that, as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite. That's the way it is. Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023. That is the update on this Tuesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. Issues and all. Our best of year three show drops this Saturday, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, apparently, we're just like that. The humidity got to the egg timer in our control room. So I'll say in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news folks will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, please be well. The rain's supposed to come back tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get these uh, kinks, technical kinks, figured out. Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see all of you right back here tomorrow. See you then. <laughs>